Okay, so evolution isn't free will. So, so, so you think, but you still think that there's free will in that sort of line of dominoes falling. I like do. In, in what, like one of those dominoes will go, hey, I might, no, I'm going to change my mind. Right, because even if you line up dominoes perfectly, every so often, one falls funny. Uh, so I agree that there is chaos within things that will allow for things that are so unpredictable you know, no one could have seen it coming and therefore suggest that, the, you know, there is free will involved in this craziness, right? right. But there's also the Feigenbaum constant. Right? Uh, explain to me what that is, Feigenbaum constant. So, uh, in chaos... Slash explain to the listeners. Yeah, because you know. Because <laughs> I, of course, I know, but you say... But the layman. You say it. I mean, not that our listeners are laymen. No, but the idiots. The, no, the idiots. no, no, no. Again, we're getting into this thing where you think our listeners are idiots. I happen to love them and think that they are smart, intelligent, lovely people. No, but they like it. No, 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 so no. So I sometimes get messages from these listeners saying, I really like when you're naughty to us. I would like to see those messages right oh, I, now. So I delete them for their safety? Oh, I the got safety you. Of their, I understand. The I understand. For anonymous. So for the anonymity. Lis- the, the three, four, five listeners that we have, I believe, is five now. So we have... Julie, Julie, we, we have, have Jocelyn, we have Just Catherine. Catherine's a new one. And we have Catherine. Josh and Yeroon. Josh and Yeroon? Yes, Josh. What's Yeroon? J-E-R-O-E-N. Dutch. I think, yes. I think he wins the best name. He does win and, the best name. And the listeners name. are now boiling. Oh, now it's a competition. Yeah, I want, them, a competition, I, want be, baby. I, want, I want it to be in competition for our love. And um, by the way, you have my love. <laughs> uh, and just so you know, listeners, my love is not... Unbound. There's there's a limited amount. There's of unconditional the love from me, and as long as the unconditional love is reciprocated, and it is all positive, constructive comments, which I believe that you should leave. I, I want you to fight for daddy's love. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> should no, no. be a Never. <laughs> I want you to fight for daddy's love. I'll bet that that already is a t-shirt. Yeah, probably, right? <laughs> that probably is a t-shirt. I, I, am, I, uh, am I bad... For sometimes seeing these, well, wait, these is that just the question? No, <laughs> but sometimes I'll see like a, a beautiful woman walking down the street, and then she'll have yes, like, you are she'll, bad. she'll have like a t-shirt like that. Okay, like, yeah. Oh, I want to fight for daddy's love, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's bad. Is that bad? <laughs> that's bad. That's bad. But am I bad or yes? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that was the so, question all right well that's the podcast guys so, uh, welcome to the benefits of having nothing his name is jeffrey boldinger his name is eric lampere and um by the way thank you for just being so smooth with that of course that's what we are a part of me wanted to not mention how smooth you were <laughs> but then i was so proud that he you noticed i mean that's the that's the benefit of having nothing <laughs> but rapport <laughs> so I have, uh, I have, uh, I have the question for this week. Oh, I'm excited! I'm excited because we took last week off. The podcast didn't uh, take sorry, last week sorry. off, but we took last week off because I was in Seattle and Eric uh, was also. How was Seattle? How was the Crocodile Clubs? <laughs> it was amazing. I loved it. Everybody was great. I got to see Eddie Pepitone. I got to see Nate Craig, and it was just a delight. If you want to hear any more, <laughs> please email the podcast. The, oh yeah, nothing uh, benefits nothing at gmail.com. Nothing benefits at gmail.com. If you came out to the show, thank you so much. It was wonderful. Shouts to everybody at the Crocodile Club. Top-notch place. Wow, what a very quick review of yeah. the Crocodile Club. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in all fairness, uh, I've seen Jeffrey perform twice. Yeah. And both times, yeah. 100%. It was a fantastic That's evening. That's a percentage was, I will give you. I, I, I very much appreciate you that. Very, it you was are annoyingly good. 
<laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, by the way, just to reciprocate, not that you were fishing for it, but I've seen Eric perform as you, well. You don't need to tell is... them, they know. Okay, I think then I won't. Yeah. I'll stop. But just to reiterate, if anybody from the Crocodile audience or club is listening, I want to just say thank you again. You made the night amazing. And if anyone is listening from that night, uh, email me at nothingbenefits at gmail.com and let me know if Jeffrey advertised the podcast at the end of the show. I can tell you for a fact, I did not. (laughs) (laughs) What work are you doing out there? I'm working... On the railroad, all the live long day. Okay, so this question. Um, so let's let's hear the question. Uh, let's question. Okay, I phrased. Hopefully, I phrased it correctly. <clears throat> Do you believe in freedom of speech if you stop the darker sides of yourself from blurting nonsense that you don't even believe is true, but you, you just say for fun and the chaos of it? Okay. Right. So, for example, on the on this I podcast, understand. right. Every now and then, I still haven't listened to any of the episodes yet. <laughs> um, thank you for editing the podcast. Of course, my pleasure. Um, I've edited you out of it completely. Oh man, such power. <laughs> I don't like this power you have. So, um, I will eventually listen to it because yeah. I, I, I remember that. By the way, we are now available on Spotify. Ah, if you uh, yes. want to listen to it there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. And also in the future, we will do a live show. Yes. But that's in the future. In the future. Might as well manifest it. We got to manifest it and we got to up our listener base in the cities that we want to do a live show. So wherever you're listening, get more people to listen. And this is the competition that you can do. Get as many people to listen as possible so that we can do a show in your city. Ooh, and guess who's going to get free tickets? Maybe you. You. Well, maybe. Like I said. Yeah, maybe you. I want them to fight for the love. Yeah, fight for the love. Get people to listen. (laughs) Like, subscribe, leave positive comments, and fight for us to come to your city. I I feel like I've swayed you on this fighting for the love attention. No, 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 no. no. You You don't have to fight for my love. You have to fight for the opportunity to see us live. Oh, Live, not love. No, no, no. You have my love. Just by listening, you have my love. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I'd sometimes walk away from an ep- episode recording going, oh, I enjoyed what I said there, but it was also kind of the first thing that came to my head. And I also know that sometimes I have to say things for like entertainment purposes, right? right? And a part of me would sometimes... Okay, like, for example, I won't go into it right now, but... Uh, Something along the lines of like, what do you fear the most? There was a, there was an episode where I right. spoke about the fear, fear, of hopes, and I banged on about eternity or whatever. <laughs> like, I can't remember what I said. <laughs> you, you talked, you you, sprout, you spouted some stuff. But I remember like walking away, going, but "There's so much more. There's so much more. But there's like the fear just for me, and then there's the fear for like the community, and then what does community even mean? Well, that's like, one of those things where when I because I have listened to the, each episode multiple times because I have the You're edit. I I am You're a big, big fan. Of my fan. I am a big fan of my work, and <laughs> <laughs> but because of the edit and just to make sure that the sound levels are all all good and stuff like that. So I'm listening. And here's why I know that we have a good rapport, and not to toot our own horns, horns too much, but ah, well, actually, uh, let let someone else toot our I'm, horn. I'm listening. Catherine, uh, so I got a message. Shouts from, to Catherine. So I got a message from Catherine. She said, "Oh, did I delete the message?" Uh, something about it. She said something along the lines of, "We have good chemistry." I I agree with her. I agree with Kath, Catherine, but I am I want to interject in the conversations. I want to answer both you and myself. It's like, no, but. Oh, while you're editing. While I'm editing, I'm like, ah, I want to say this to them. So sh- are you saying that we should... I like that you said them as well. Because yeah. we shed these old versions of well, ourselves. Well, what we could do is we could do 
a director's commentary on an episode oh, where that. we can listen and comment on what we were saying. I'd love to hear what that nerd Eric said. Yeah, I mean, Jeffrey ago. is droning on and on about so many things, and he can't find the right words just to make it concise, you know? I bet, I bet that Eric, that nerd Eric, I bet he says <laughs> loads of smart things, and I bet he sounds sexy through the microphone. Ah, uh, right? you know, I, I bet he doesn't, I bet he just... Prattles on, prattles on. on in his British way. Uh, but Abe says loads of wisdom. But do you, do you see what I mean by like? So a part of me was all of a sudden not worried, but I was like, oh, what is the responsibility that I have and that you have for the future versions of ourselves, right? So if I say something that's just for entertainment purposes, right? right am I then? And I, I think we're past this cancel culture phase of the entertainment industry, but I can see it coming in the future, right? Well, it's changed from, I mean, they're trying to change the term cancel culture to accountability culture because nobody has been canceled because of something they've said on stage. Okay, but but where does does the stage stop? What I mean is people get mad at those people for, you know, and it's just like, oh, cancel culture, you can't say anything, blah, 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 blah. Mm. But that, the careers of those people haven't really been, like, they've shifted, but they haven't been canceled. They're still getting work. Mm. The people that have been canceled have been canceled for things like sexual assault. Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about... You know, like, things like that, where, so, like, the cancel... Right, but regardless of on stage or off stage, if you are uh, sexually assaulting someone... Right. Yeah, I mean, you should should be in trouble. Yeah. But I'm talking about this this freedom of speech to say absolutely whatever comes out of our head for fun. Right. right? Because a part of me doesn't want to stop myself from just blurting out the first thing that comes to my head sometimes, just for on the podcast, for for fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> but then I, I wonder like how that could affect the future version of me, and that sometimes timing bothers me. The secret of comedy. What? It's timing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old joke. But I think what the point is with the blurting out and the freedom of speech in the idea of like oh, I want to say whatever comes to my brain at whatever time as a performer, as an entertainer, as a comedian, that instinct is to say the most outrageous thing, but in the context of what will get the laugh. Yeah, so there is, there is the laugh, but then there's also like, for example, exploring a topic right. that's really complex where all of a sudden... Um, like the episode like, about nuclear war. Yeah, oh, lovely nuclear war. But, that was like, <laughs> but that's, that almost, that's almost too far-fetched, right? But if I'm talking about like something that's genuinely happening in, in politics, a part of me is thinking, oh, I don't want to divide the audience, but I also maybe... I have things that maybe I want to discover. Right. And, you know, I don't know, I'm just perplexed. But that's also the thing where it's like, you don't want to divide the audience, but the the audience is already divided, especially when you're talking about politics. No matter what, you're going to divide, you talk about any type of political thing, you're going to divide them. And try, you know, the old, you try to please all the people all the time, you, you don't please anybody. You know, it's like, you can't please everybody, nor should you try. You should be true to yourself your and your audience will find you yeah but myself has different selves right of course. so like th- there is like i am i think maybe it's maybe i'm lucky because i'm i'm an actor and i'm sort of more in tune with it but you know the light side of yourself and yeah. the, the dark side and yeah and, and whether even dark side because dark side has not neg- negative connotations right exactly the light side is like oh you're the you're the winners right? taboo like, subjects are typically you, put in the dark side category yeah and even that I go I, I don't know and, and what is taboo 
and depending on me, the audience that's right. what makes it taboo but a part of me does not want to stop myself from saying outrageous things right and yet here we are talking about it well i guess what is stopping you from saying those things like why are you stopping yourself from saying those things okay so for example um me personally yeah you know does now everything that i say will get like if i work for disney one day a disney film am i allowed to even swear am i allowed to say well that's why actually i I think that there should be any time a comedian gets hired and you're not always going to have the choice in this but in your contract you should have a comedian clause where you can't be punished for stuff that you say on stage or that even all that you've said or you've right? said on stage because you know it's, it's one of those things there, there's like an era where they're like okay look you just can't if you go on stage or there's a statute of limitations or, or what have you I, you know there's no it's fickle right because at certain points people are going to let and it depends on what role you get if you get cast as a villain people may not care as much if they get upset at things that you've said on podcasts because you're in that role but of where's the, bad where, guy. Where's the line, right? So I am I am sometimes perplexed by the line of what is an actor, right? Because because there's a stage, there's a literal stage that we all do perform comedy on. And then right now we're on this sort of podcast platform. This is a stage as well. This is a stage. Eric and Jeffrey. But am I responsible for this version of Eric and everything that this version of Eric says? Because I am podcast Eric right now. You are right? responsible for it, but in the sense that we are performing this isn't a okay, just yeah, general but conversation yeah, but, but we're I'm, performing okay but if i'm performing right is this version of me we called it eric and jeffrey but we could have just gone for totally jeffrey different and eric name, right yeah well it's whatever yeah. i think it flows nice. flows better at jeffrey and eric well because je ipso facto maybe. yeah that, you don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> you may be using it right but it would be complete <laughs> luck <laughs> you know me so well um, but Kesara Sarah, you know, willy nilly. So, um, did you say willy nilly? Yeah, I don't think you've ever used that phrase in your entire life until right now. It's quite a British thing, isn't it? Willy nilly, yeah, that's it, British. It comes from willing or unwilling. Um, you know, someone will use things willy nilly, yeah, nilly willing, willy nilly. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's, uh, if I think I made it's, it up. I would say that it's southern no, more than British, southern willy nilly, yeah, willy nilly, yeah, willy nilly. I'm not sure about this willy-nilly uh, <laughs> no. guy. If we got any southern listeners. But there's a, there's parts of me that want to explore much darker things. Well, what do you mean by darker things? I don't know. Like, if I was to, for example, for fun, right, start exploring, uh, you know, the, the concept of murder, right? Uh-huh. Because, for example, if I'm a... Well, not if. I'm an actor, right? Right. I'd like to one day play some villains. Right. Play, like, all sorts of sordid characters right. who involve a psychology that I would say is far off from Eric. Eric is a bastard at times and he's done plenty of mistakes, right? But I'm no murderer. Right. I haven't done all sorts of crimes, like right. which I'm grateful for. The idea of getting into the head of, for example, a serial killer, like UK, okay, I want to play a serial killer, right. that'd be fine. But I can't let that character bleed out into you know reality. Right. But I also want to be able to really play that role. Right. Well, so that comes into. So if I was to then say anything on this podcast, acting is to you. You know, it's like that's why. I mean, I I'm not a. I I don't like the uh, method acting 
school of thought where it's like it's, the point is you're acting you're pretending you're not that person really you're pretending to be that uh, but I disagree with that so I, I had an experience where uh, I prepared thoroughly for uh, a character yeah. and then something that I'd never experienced before in my life uh, it was essentially a sort of demon and uh, it was uh, yeah, I was I was playing with this character uh, mm. a lot to the point where sometimes I felt like oh my god am I actually possessed right right it was quite fun and then when the director said cut he turned you don't cut me right and I, I stopped myself and I was like oh damn I'm so sorry like I didn't realize I said that yeah and and then there was a couple of other instances with that sort of Oh, and then there was well, you can get lost in the character that you're playing, but at the end of the day, you are pretending to be the thing. Yes, and you but at some get, point, at some you point, you want to find the honesty in it, of course. But at some point, it, it it's not that I'm pretending to be a character; is that that character has its own life all right. of a sudden, right? So it's not even pretending; it's all of a sudden like renting my body out mm. to another. Uh, like there's a scene in uh, Breaking Bad where. Walter White lets uh, Jesse's girlfriend right, die, die right, yeah. from heroin. And at one moment, you know, he puts his hand up near, near his mouth from shock of having just done that. Right. I think that that happened. And then in, 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 in an interview, um, the actor... Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Uh, and one, the Jesse's girlfriend, Kristen Ritter. At one moment, he talks about how that reaction wasn't Walter White, it was Brian Cranston. Right? Mm. There was... It was just interesting to hear these people acknowledge that at some point you have to massage a character out of you. Right. Because they've taken hold. That's one of the reasons why I further love acting more than before. Because, you know, people might say, well, it's just pretending. You're just pretending, right? And a large majority of actors, I'd say, is that. You're yeah. pretending, you're putting on some emotions, you're saying the script. And for me, I think the joy is the genuine psychology of, of entering such a character's mindset that your reality transforms. Well, so the reality transforming thing, I, I understand and appreciate actors who really get into their roles and find the truth of the character and put that out there, right? Mm. I love that. But when cut happens, that's... The, that's it's done that's yeah, yeah. that's the thing it's like yeah, people yeah. who like uh, you gotta call me you know Wesley Snipes famously was like you gotta call me on Blade 3 it was like you gotta call me Blade even when I'm in my trailer it's like you know okay okay well, I, here's fuck why, off with that you here's know, what it's I will like, say though uh, here's what I will say is if you need I've like never... 20 minutes to get into the mindset again before you say action that's one thing but like okay so that's yeah so I that's essentially kind of what I was gonna say is that um, um, I've, ne I've actually not been at that level yet I've not mm. had that experience yet but some emotions take so much out of something and I, right, I, that I, it, it would take uh, some time and then depending on how much time you have on set right you might actually have to be uh, at that level of intensity for example at a certain intensity and uh, fair enough for quite a while I which understand means that, that. Then, so that means that from, from that point to let's say cut and then also between cut and the next time we say action that might be a minute in that minute, you, it might be more difficult to go back to... Um... And totally fair. It's, and that's totally fair. But if it's an hour or if it's next... Like, lunch. You mm -hmm. know, call for lunch. 
and it's always the the shitty characters that are yeah I got to be in this character all the time. You know, it's it's always the guy who plays the slave owner or Jared Leto is the Joker sending used condoms to people because that's what Joker would do. You know, it's like that's yeah. I mean, some I don't know if some people handle it as well, horrible. right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, and it's just difficult, that blurred line of what an actor is. But, you know, potentially some characters just take over a little bit. And that's also the response. It's the responsibility of the actor to not let that happen. Right. But also, you know me, at some point, it's, you know, what is self? And, and when Jim Carrey, for example, played, he did Man on the Moon. He right, played, Andy, um, uh, Andy, Andy Kaufman. Kaufman. So that bothered me because... He was playing Andy off... So did you watch the documentary behind the scenes on that? I did, and some people loved it and some people didn't. Uh, well, and it was frustrating because I think what was frustrating about it was that uh, he was potentially Andy, uh, a version of Andy Kaufman um, 24-7 when he, he, he could have also been like just a bit kinder to the crew. He could have been like kinder to the crew. And what he was doing, from what I gathered, because I was a huge Andy Kaufman fan. He was one of my favorites growing up. I trusted you. I trusted, trusted you. You know, Mighty Mouse, the uh, farmer in the Dell, the whole, the whole thing. The thing that he, the thing that he was being that I gathered from the Jerry Lawler interview was he was portraying Andy when Andy was on camera, off camera. Right. He was treating people the way Andy was when Andy was in his bad guy wrestler character off-camera the way Andy was treating them on-camera. Like, Jerry and Andy's relationship off-camera was... They were friends. They were respectful to one another. They were, like, really kind, and and Mm -hmm. Andy had the utmost respect for wrestling and all all of its forms. On-camera, it was when it was, you know, here's a bar of soap. You've never seen that before, and he's a huge dick and a huge asshole, and people hated him. Jim Carrey was that character to Jerry off-camera. Yeah, potentially, though. You know, and it was, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, what are you trying to... And then... Potentially, there there was some, like, you know, miscommunication and missteps, right? Because also, it must be weird for that guy to all of a sudden see, you know, another person pretend to be his friend, you know, right. whatever. So, um, yeah, it must, be, it must be challenging. So what is your perspective of, not perspective, but what is your opinion of free speech, freedom of speech, right? So, like, how far can someone take it? I mean, as far as they, you know, it's an individual decision, you know. It's like, I, I believe that you can speak and say whatever you want whenever you want to. It's, it, but it's also, like, people can react however they want to as well. You can't be mad at somebody for reacting not the way that you would have wanted them to react. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's one of those things where it's like you can say anything you want and people can react any way that they want. It's mm. it's it's both. You know, I believe you can I fully believe you can say anything you want to whenever you want to. That's your call. You know, you you're not getting arrested for yelling fire in a movie theater because you yelled fire in a movie theater. You're getting arrested for public endangerment, you know, causing panic and, you know, like, causing all that stuff. You're not getting arrested for words, you know what I mean? Sure, sure. You know, so it's like... But, like, I suppose what's difficult is, <clears throat> from the perspective of a comedian, right? So, like, right. When, when Trump was president, I remember I was at the, I was at the inauguration, right? Okay. And I was there for, to do some shows at the Washington, D.C. club, or I can't yeah. remember what the name of it D.C. Was. Improv? Uh, it wasn't the improv. It was a good club. It was good, really good fun. Um, it's such a while back now. Yeah. 2014? Oh, 2016. 2016. So, I'm over there, and I'm literally asking people about, like, what Trump, Trump's remarks. You know, yeah. Like, grabbing by the pussy, all that sort of stuff, right? So I was literally talking to his people. Yeah. And getting their opinion. It was really, really interesting. It was actually, 
no, it was nice, right? It was actually nice to speak to people like that and just hear them out. But my point was, like, they would say th- they would say things like, oh, "I'm sure that you've said some stupid things." Right? right. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, but I'm not right. president, right? right? I'm not running for president, and I'm definitely not running for president now, right? Right? Like, I'm you know, ultimately more of the fool category, right? And mm-hmm. is the fool does the fool have more of a green card for saying whatever? Absolutely. If anything, to 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 break down the point of the jester. The whole point of the jester is he's the one person who could make fun of the king. You know, I mean, up until the king, you know, removed his head. Right. That wasn't funny. (laughs) You know, that's why they call it dying because if the jester bombed, he would get killed. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of pressure. It is. But I think we should bring that back. Uh, Cutting off jesters' heads. Yeah, like I mean, there's a a lot of comedians. It would remove mediocrity. We would get a lot more stage time. <laughs> if we even made it. Who, oh, yeah. You know? Who decides? I don't know. Who decides? I mean, the kings would, I suppose. Which, would, let's not go back to that. Um, but, yeah. No, I just... I, I, I suppose I'm still emerging from responsibility of, of words. I have felt like I've become less fun. Because all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, God, how's, how's everyone into... And well, part of me I, thinking... Y- y- your your opinion of me is not my responsibility. Right. right. Uh, that's maybe healthy. But then, I'm not saying that I would go like full swing the other way around, but then there's a part of me that wants chaos, right? There's a part of me that wants to just say everything and anything, just to see what would happen. Right. Well, it's, it's never a problem to think about what you're saying. <laughs> Nobody's ever gotten worse for thinking, right? I mean, it's, there's no, no bad, no bad comes from just like, oh, maybe I'll think about it a little pick my words carefully you know like that's but also uh to your point of oh, what was your what did you say it's in there it's in there it's in there it's, find in, there. It. it's in there i'm gonna find breathe it. I'm gonna okay find so we're gonna breathe together listen if you're here listen just breathe in nothing benefits at gmail.com and out it's actually quite nice to take a little breath isn't it, it is it is um do you remember what you were saying I remember the general vicinity of what I was saying, but not the exact words. But the, uh, I so guess... freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. Your brain literally stopped you from yeah, saying... exactly. Being the fool, being the... Being a caricature as well, being a character, saying things that you... Like Stephen Colbert, for example, for the longest time on the Colbert Report, was a caricature of Bill O'Reilly or Rush Limbaugh, you know, mm. those people. And he was saying the most outrageous things and... Kind of everybody loved him because he was kind of spouting right-wing conser- uh, right-wing points, and he was doing it sarcastically, so the left loved him, but also he was delivering yeah, talking yeah. points yeah. that the right loved, and was it was like, you know, the best form of flattery is impressions or, or whatever it is, and so it was this one hand washes the other, one hand feeds the other, you know, one, mm-hmm. I don't know what the phrase is, but... And so then there's also the idea of like, what is my, what is, so the responsibility of somebody like that doing that and what they are intending to do is like the same reason uh, Chappelle ended his show is because he felt that people were laughing at the wrong things, that he got the wrong type of laughter with the stuff mm. that he was doing. Yeah, yeah, you, I don't want you laughing like that at this. This mm. is supposed to be satire and you're laughing at it like, yeah, that is the thing. Mm. And so that responsibility is very personal it's it, it's and it's different for everybody like what is your goal you answer that 
you decide what you want to and not want to say. So, like, okay, so for example, one of the, like, let's say more darker things that I thought of was, you know, you know, I'm, I'm writing some stuff, I'm doing a podcast, you know, there's stuff out, and, and I'm wondering what will it take for some, a director or a writer mm. to, to notice me and go, I'd love him to play a lead in a film, right? right? So I'm essentially going, okay, so what must I do? And what irks me... Uh-oh. Eric's irked. T-shirts available soon. <laughs> <laughs> right? But what bothers me is um, how it's so much easier to get attention from saying something outrageous. Yeah. And a part of me doesn't want to just say something outrageous just for no reason. Right. And, and yet, there's a part of me that goes, why not? Right? Like, Eric Lampere on Twitter. Who the fuck is that? Right. I mean, that's me, sure, but it's like, it's just where I sometimes go, hey, I've written a thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll do a tweet or whatever. That's not me, but it's my name. Right. right? It's my face. And, and so that's where sometimes I'm perplexed. Like, but even with even Eric Lampere, like, at this point in my life, it's an alias to whatever's going on underneath all of this. Well, it's, I mean, everything's an alias, right? Because you, you, the only time you tell the truth is when you're naked in your bed. Bathroom, right? I think that was the lyric from um, Atmosphere. I, I've mentioned one of the reasons why we did a podcast in, in, the, bathroom, in the bathroom, right? Make, so make that we can be completely nice, uh, nice penis and nipples. Thank you Jeffrey. very much. <laughs> Thank you. Your penis and nipples are also proper good. <laughs> good. Uh, that's nice. And also, we represent uh, the, the foreskin and the guild. no, the foreskin and the no foreskin. Yeah, that's right. Uh, foreskin, forsaken skin. Um, Ah, forsaken skin. Is that yours? <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, that's uh, you know what a you know what schmuck means. It means the discarded foreskin of a circumcised penis. Oh, so wow. if you've ever called somebody a schmuck, that's what you're calling them. That's quite an insult. Yeah. Wow. Because I've heard like hey, this guy's a schmuck. He's a schmuck. Yeah. That's, wow. It means the discarded foreskin of a circumcised penis. Interesting. Yeah. That's Yiddish. When when was yours off? Eight days. Eight days after you were born. Mm-hmm. Off. Cut off little guillotine. Snip that How's tip. It, is it like done with like a little guillotine? That's exactly how uh, they do like it. Like a little French, French prince. <laughs> little yeah, little guillotine. You know, the French put it to the forefront. They invented the guillotine. They and they adapted it into circumcision. That circumcision is a French word. All oh, right, it's just, you should know that. <laughs> circumcision. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making fun of my people there. It's my pleasure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I've often wondered whether... Shout out whether... to France, by the way. I, I performed there in Paris, and it was, it was a delight. Um, it was funny to me because the shows were promoted as English-speaking shows, but a lot of non-English speakers came because that's how they learn English is going to stand-up shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. is what I found out. Well, uh, as, as, the, as the, one of the leaders of the French Are you culture, the leader of the French culture? No people people look up to me do they is it that's because you're tall yeah well there is that yeah there's that and only that (laughs) (laughs) um i've often wondered about um whether to get rid of my foreskin or not and um it's always generally sways me to no i will keep it Uh, you know different different (laughs) different strokes for different folks and it's (laughs) mainly about the strokes yeah um easy to clean just peel it back well, is it? I mean, yeah, but is it also dirtier? 
I, you know, it depends it, on how well you clean it, I guess. Well, I clean it daily, right? Good. Well, that's um, good. It's nice, actually. I quite enjoy it. It's yeah. a nice little meditation moment with my penis. Yeah, it's um, a little car wash for your penis. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's also, te- I assume, more humid because it also has this, like, air, you know, alien egg that unsheathed. More human. What? What did you Humid. Say? Humid. Oh, okay. It's more... <laughs> you were going to go a completely different way with oh, it. Did I say human? I, like, I, I thought you said it's more humid. And I was like, human, is it because there's been untouched? It's just like natural. That's what it is. It's it's more human. It's more skin. No, but you know like the eggs in Alien right. when it opens up and then like that's all yeah. the face growing. More humid. More humid in gotcha. there, right? Which will, so I think I'm wondering, it's one of the reasons why originally they would cut it. Because well, like, most, it, so to avoid diseases. In my uh, I don't know how study of, conversation. you know, general religious traditions yeah mostly at least in the jewish ones that i'm aware of it's always been more about health but coded in the idea that it's like oh no god is saying this stuff yeah because i'm I'm, I'm reading the bible you know they've banged on about the circumcisions it's one of those things where and i have i have a bit about it where it's it's like you know it's health reasons like wait why did you do that it's like oh god told me (laughs) God told me to do it. Oh, it's God? <laughs> okay, then. You know, yeah, you did that because of science, though. Fucking, you know, because it's like Galile- if Galileo... This is the bit that I have... But if Galileo had said God told me that the sun was the center of the universe, people would be like, oh, God said that? All right, oh, cool. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, yeah, God says that's it for sure. True, oh, yeah. Galileo, you're a new prophet. You right, know? right, right. <laughs> you know, that's it's interesting, like, yeah. But because he said, I proved it with science, they're like, burn him at the stake. Which oh. he wasn't. He was threatened to be burned at the stake. So that's why I'm right. So because when I say that, like I'm awesome and stuff, right? <laughs> it's actually God telling me that. God I'm awesome. saying it, right? Right. So I wanted to let you know that. But so also, now, so like, now I am awesome, right? Uh, well, God, no. If no, see, that would work if we were in olden times. But now it's mu- oh, science modern. is much more. Yeah, you got to prove it with science today. <laughs> you know, it's like. But Get that's out. the thing. It's Start like it. also it's the reason why Jews were blamed for the uh, bubonic plague is because they weren't getting it because they were washing their hands. You know, they, hygiene was a big part of Jewish tradition. But now washing in modern days, you don't have to like wash that. your hands. I mean, you, you definitely do, but they you still blame the Jews for uh, COVID. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Classic. Um, <laughs> the more things change, Why the more they stay like, the same. Okay? No, unbelievable. <laughs> Um, but it's, I don't know how we got on the topic, but that is, you know, a lot of tradition is based in uh, But here's the thing, right? if, it, if it's so dirty, and the reason why we weren't, did it evolve that way? The reason we weren't uh, eating pork and stuff is because there was no refrigerator, it just went, it went bad. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> a lot of it makes sense for yeah. that time. I, I'm enjoying the book, I'm enjoying reading it, but yeah, there was a... There was a couple of moments where I was like, all right, bruv. Like, they say, I mean, I don't know which Bible you're reading, but they say one of them's the greatest book ever written. I've know. read most of them. I, I got to disagree. No, do you mean, do you mean, do you mean like the, the, the Bible is a collection of books, right? Or do you mean the Bible itself is the collection? Well, I don't know who said it first and what iteration of the Bible they're talking about, but they said that that Bible was the greatest book. Again, I'm not sure who said it first. I don't know. Have they read Fight Club? Well, that's the thing. As <laughs> I said, Fight Club good. was pretty good. And Are you I also, book at the moment? I started a book. You know what I'm reading? <laughs> I started right. a book a while no. back. So, short answer, no with a but. Long answer, yes with a maybe. 
<laughs> yes with an if, I mean, that's the Simpsons quote. It's like, short answer, no, with a but, long answer, yes, with an if. That's nice. Okay. Um, that's a good title for a book. Yeah. But what but, were we talking about with force, foreskins? Uh, free speech. Oh, free speech. And yeah. the responsibility therein. And what you have a responsibility to do with your free speech and what the responsibility is of the audience to accept your free speech in the way that you hopefully intended it to be accepted. Because mm-hmm. you don't have control over how people receive your information, just like you don't have control over people, how they interpret your art in whatever way that you do. So whatever you're saying, people could, especially with digital stuff, like people could clip this up and make us say wild shit. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. and just like, see, they, they did, they said this and this is what they believe. And it's yeah. like, well, you know, not really. We were egging each other on or we were, again. But, uh, so th- that's, that's what I mean, right? Right. That, that point where we didn't achieve that today, right? But there's, there's a certain moments where we both get giddy. Right. right? And I love those moments. We got that, that last time. <laughs> they're just fun. A lot. Right? It's so fun to get giddy yeah. and say silly stuff. And in those moments, it's where, you know, we yes and, and we'll just say outrageous things. But where does the stage stop? Where does the, you know, okay, so the amount of times, it doesn't happen anymore now, thankfully, but, you know, I'd, I'd perform comedy on stage, and then I'd come off stage, and, you know, people that had seen me perform will then meet me afterwards. And it's happened quite a lot of times, right. where they'll be like, oh, you're boring. Or, yeah. Or like, or they'll, this happened know, to me too. Oh really? <laughs> you know how it is. Right? I do, I do. It, but they'll 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 be frustrated by the fact that I'm no longer performing. Not on, right? as it were. Yeah, and 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 that's where sometimes I struggle with like, okay, so I've even thought about changing my name on stage, but I think it's too late now. Part of me's thinking it's too late. Well, it's never too catalog. late to there's change all, your name. No, but there's a whole catalogue of work. I might even change my name for real, in real life. Oh, okay. Because. Because how do I separate what Eric Lampere says on stage, what he then says in a, in a podcast, right? And and it's all entertainment. And then the there's the well, that, there's so, the me of the future who maybe wants to work in the UN. Well, that's that, that's something that. Separate. So you you're triggering a memory of what I was going to say a while back before the circumcision talk that I had lost, which was the decision to formulate your online presence in certain ways so a lot of people want to be everything to everybody so they want to be like comedians especially want to be joke want to be taken seriously for their jokes but also taken seriously for their opinions on serious things (laughs) but they're in the same timeline on twitter so like you make a joke that you're like it's just a why are getting people getting mad it's just a joke then in the very next tweet on the timeline you're talking about the seriousness of the situation in ukraine and like it's like well okay well what do you want me to take seriously what it's all in the same thing so you're putting so much on the audience to decipher your mental state when you're releasing the content that you're releasing mm. that a lot of times people are like well I, well so when i want your hot takes on political issues that you're serious about, I'll read your Twitter. When I want your just straight up jokes, I'll go to your Instagram. When I want your, like, mm-hmm. so it's the responsibility is on you to make it clear what your intentions are when well, you're doing but, it. But, but the thing is, I don't know, right? So in, in a podcast situation where we essentially just sort of a little bit like tennis, we'll go, yeah. we'll go back and forth. And sometimes it's an unraveling and it feels more like stream of consciousness. And yeah. Stuff. But 
uh, I'll then look back after an episode and go, oh, I didn't fully form everything that I wanted to say. Because, right. you know, if you ask me a question and I have 10 days to provide a nice essay, I'll give you a different answer to what this nonsense is. This goes into right? our three-day chess games. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like it gives me time to make a move. That goes also back into what we were talking earlier, where it's like listening to these podcasts, I'm like, oh, I wish I would have said this. Or I wish I could have said a better answer here. Or things like that to some to stuff that you've said to me, or like ah, oh, it's not exactly what I wanted to say. Maybe the next episode we should review. Like I might review a few of the episodes. Yeah, you we're, want to? We're already going to the best of. We're already. I mean, we're only on episode seven. We want to do a best of. I say we get. Here's what we. Not the best of, but like I, I mean, I'm intrigued to review some of the questions that we've already. I mean, I am as well, but answer. I want us to get to twenty one. Why 21? Because that means at 21, we'll be in the top tier of people who've started podcasts and continued podcasts. Oh, okay. As of right now, people usually stop around now. Really? In episode six, seven, people fall off. Why? It's just uh, return on investment, uh, return on, uh, you know, something else comes up, they get bored. The, the, uh, I, suppose, I suppose it's true that, for example, the momentum. With, with our podcast, I go, oh, I get to see Jeffrey. Right, exactly. Right? So this so is fun. It's almost not a podcast. Oh, it is a podcast. But it's a I, podcast, but I weird. I do because I go, oh, I get to see Jeffrey today. Right, exactly. Uh, so at 21 episodes, I think is the stat, 21 episodes, you're at like a top percent of people who've started podcasts and continued. Yeah, well, I wonder what that idiot said in the past seven <laughs> Episodes. I mean, there's been like, a few things. Like, my psychosis and my mania episodes, right, where, again, I take responsibility for the things that I said, right? I openly go, oh, yeah, I was taken to a hospital, I escaped it, I was taken mm-hmm. to a stretcher. I take responsibility for, for that. And yet, I was in a state of mind that was so alien that I, in quotation marks, feel like I wasn't even there. Yeah, it's right. a weird so, thing. And I remember like doing some podcasts during that time, for example. And thankfully, my psychosis was more like you know that uh, episode in The Simpsons where Mister Burns is like an alien. Yeah, oh, I bring you I, love. Yeah, I think that my, my I was mainly a love based psychosis. Yeah. Right? So that was at least kind. But I also overshared like so much to a point where I then wonder like oh will this will that bite me in the ass but not about not not bad oversharing more like but also if you're honest with know. your oversharing then it it shouldn't bite you in the ass right it's yeah but like an oversharing through the lens of psychosis is different okay i might say completely different things if i was really hungry during right. this episode yeah right and okay i take responsibility for the things i've said but if i was hungry Right. You know that, that, that yeah. hungry and angry. Hungry, angry. Right? Yeah. You know how many relationships that you know either we've had or that we've seen on like movies, right? Where they'll have an argument and then one of them will say, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that." Right? I didn't mean to say that. Acknowledging that there was a thing that blurted its way out, right? And then all of a sudden we take responsibility for having said that, even though that didn't even sound like me. Right, and that's I mean. I'm so perplexed. By it's perple- it's per- consciousness. I mean, it's perplexing. Self- consciousness is perplexing. We're not going to solve consciousness on this podcast. No, well, we might. You, but you want those twenty-one? I want thirty episodes, and we solve consciousness. Well, that's the gauntlet has been thrown down, folks. Tune in. 
because we are going to solve consciousness. Okay. Well, that's that's the first step is figuring <laughs> out what we're actually solving. Once we figure out what we're actually solving, we'll have solved it. Oh wow! Right. Mm-hmm. That can be a T-shirt. No, I still got to work on mine. <laughs> there's a few where we try to come up with a catchphrase for me. It's, it, it's not... I don't know what catchphrase yet. Well, we have Eric's irked, and then we tried Jeffrey's jumping, but it was not a good one. It was not... A, we, immediately, we, we immediately were like, nah, that's... We've got to figure we'll something one. else out. It has to come um, out organically. Right, exactly. There's also the, the game, uh, whenever I mention something. That's right. Today, nobody's drinking. You came close. You came close. Well, ah, you know what? I do have I do have a question for you, Jeffrey. Oh. Which is, what do you know? And maybe we'll have to answer this next time. Because Possibly. How, how long have we got? We're 50. Because we've got 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. What do you know of nothing? Because there's a part of me that feels like I have experienced a real nothingness. How so? Right. Well, there's this one time where I had amnesia. Drink, 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 drink. But I experienced a but yeah, real no, nothingness. What have you experienced? Well, well there obviously was the the time before I was born. Experienced that. Oh, interesting. Well, have you? Oh, there's that aspect of it. But do you need to remember there's the dreamscapes where I haven't remembered. So. If I haven't remembered yeah, yeah. the dream, then yes. I've experienced nothing. Yes, tell me more. Well, I, I, you're answering you're answer great. I don't know how much I can tell you more about that because I don't remember it, but I experienced it. So and does it experiencing you you nothing. It? Like, like a dream. Sometimes, especially if the feeling I had after the dream was that of positivity. Oh. When I don't remember the dream when that happens, I both feel good and sad. But it's a good sadness because it's, like, it's something that I'll never experience again. It was a moment in time that I'll never have back, yeah. and I experienced happiness, and it was great, but I'm sad that I don't get to recall it to people's like, oh, I had a great dream last night. Oh, what was it about? I, I have no if, idea. I wonder if it's also healthy to uh, be able to, uh, as a sort of mechanism, to be able to separate real memories from dream. Yeah, right? that's because, the other thing. Um, sometimes I wonder that. Where... And maybe that's a built-in thing for humans that... We don't want you to remember these dreams because these are it's amalgamations. Or, or right. I don't know. Um, but it is, it is also interesting that some people will say to not pay attention to dreams, but dreams can have an effect on how your, your day is. Right. Uh, last week, I had sexual intercourse with Ana de Armas. Congratulations. Um, it was honestly one of the best days. I've never had such a brilliant day. I had such a great day. And it was in your dream. It was in my dream. Of course. Um, now, is it is it looking into the future? Anna, if you're, you know, you're trying to manifest. I, wouldn't that be nice? Well, and so this I'll is this there. you, this you is trying to help future you when you are cast in a movie with Anna de Armas. Uh, no, but I'd have to be so professional. Of course, while we're on set and stuff together. But there have been many situations where co-stars have we started dating. Other, if we look into each other's eyes and it just feels right, and she'll be like. It's like I know you. Like, but you can't do it until you've been wrapped. You can't, because you got to be professional. But, but can can one control these beautiful chemistries? Like, you know when people say, you can't have office romance. And it's like, I don't know if you can control when two people just look at each other and go, my goodness. Well, that's why you have to... Uh, my goodness, get on top of my... You have to submit to uh, HR and, and whatnot. Yeah, but, real, real sexy. Yeah. Um, okay, but here's <laughs> disclosed to HR. Is but the here is an example of a perfect, immediate example of this freedom of speech thing. Mm. 
I now, it's not that I regret mentioning Anna de Armas, <laughs> but I, there's a part of me that goes, that feels unprofessional. It feels unprofessional it in the future. It feels unprofessional because um, I've never worked with her. I don't know who she is. She's just this right. beautiful actress who's really talented at her work. And yeah, would it be fun to work with her? Obviously. But now, all of a sudden, in this reality, th- there's me going, oh, I had a dream about that, and it was really nice. But if you want to go a step further, it will be a fun story if you ever do meet and become friends. You I know mean, what I mean? It's but like, would it, would it not be creepy? It might. It depends on how you deliver the message, right? It's creepy okay. if if you meet her and she's like, "I had a dream about you." Like that's creepy. That's very very creepy, right? Um, but if it's like, if, you know, because you've seen it before, where it's uh, people have been on a talk show, like uh, Nicole Kidman and Jimmy Fallon. Nicole told Jimmy about a date that she thought that they were on together like she was attracted to jimmy fallon and he had no idea and she told that on the talk show and they're both married and they're both blah blah blah. but it was one of these moments there's like that is an amazing story it's amazing talk show moment it's amazing yeah yeah but isn't it but isn't that interesting that even me just going oh i had this really lovely dream which genuinely made my it was just a nice day because i woke up feeling fucking great yeah um and yet now there is a part that goes okay i've just said that do you regret remembering the dream? No, I regret Well, no, but I'm like, but just having the feeling of an amazing dream. Yes, versus... because, because the dream faded away very quickly. Right? Yeah. So I, I can't even visualize it. Right. I mean, I can with imagination, but what right. I mean is, uh, uh, it was that, that the feeling stayed uh, yeah. after the dream, and it was just wonderful. And I just remember who the the person was. Right. Right. But. Yeah, like now there's this freedom of speech part of me that's going, well, what I told you was the truth. It was fun. Yep. It's playful. It's, there's nice no, story. no harm done. But yeah, like if one day if I worked with her and I'm like, well, I'm not going to say anything because it would be odd to bring it up. It would be odd to bring it up. To bring right. it up. But then like if someone goes, oh, do you hear this podcast? Like if TMZ all of a sudden goes, <laughs> oh, T- filthy Eric, filthy sexy Eric, it's up to it again. But that also, so that leads into your actions at why why would tmz be going after you you know like they go after going after me well are they yeah because they're going after mostly they go after people that cause you know infamy right partiers uh, clubbers you know things like that where it's like oh this this feeds the beast feeds the you know that sort of stuff where or you could live a private life and they're not even going to talk to you about it it's not something they'll look into I have literally no idea what how i'd behave in the future <laughs> i have no idea about, it's, a, it's about, an interesting thing because i have an idea of how i might behave in the future but again you don't really know because no. you don't know again this is a phrase that has been said multiple times but you don't know what you don't know that's true i, I see you as uh, an oj type like a, a little murder <laughs> like eventually down the line but not not yet in your fifties. Is this because I re- I, I reposted a tweet from OJ Simpson about how he wanted and asked me anything about a reboot of the Naked Gun franchise? Uh, I didn't know that you had such a and, close relationship. With and him, I right? posted underneath it, so tone deaf. <laughs> I mean, ridiculous. How you could even think about making a Naked Gun movie without Leslie Nielsen? <laughs> By the way, Leslie Nielsen has an autobiography out but it is a fake autobiography that he wrote himself and on it it's like this is my fake autobiography nothing is real in this but it's it's just so stupid so silly yeah it's brilliantly leslie nielsen 
who oh, used okay. to bring a fart machine with him to like panel interviews and just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> just like, was that you? Oh, I'd be down to read that because yeah. like, he seemed like he had a really good mind. Yeah, okay. he's so funny. Yeah, it's fascinating. Though. Let's review the podcast. Uh, let's review the podcast. Let's, 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 let's do a recap. How did you feel about it? I felt pretty good about this one. I felt good. It's uh, not a giddy one. Not as giddy. I thought we were going to get real giddy. We might have. Yeah, that's true. We might have. <laughs> we might have. <laughs> but also, I think this was one of our deeper ones, like legit deeper ones, where we talked about things that make you think more than our past ones. Like and we also, talked about serious topics in the past, yeah. but with, with all of an air of giddiness and kind of jocularity, this it one was, was more... Word. Thank you very much. Uh, may, and, maybe, and I think I used it correctly. Here's, here's the real naughty thing Ooh, for the listeners naughty. that have stayed up till this length. By the way, firstly, of, thank you for thank listening. Thank you for listening. Right. But maybe, maybe the naughty version of me wanted to say, oh, what's my responsibility for freedom of speech? Because maybe in the next episodes, I'm going to go real bad. Ooh, it's going to be so bad. Real cheeky. I'm going to say something. ASMR, I'm so I'm gonna say some real filthy things, <laughs> and and maybe like you know. Well, people... now, so what? What does that do to me in the future? What's that? The sound effect that I just made. I don't know, but I'd love <laughs> it if it was involved in the murder case. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna murder anybody. Oh. You know what's funny is now we can have that clip. <laughs> <laughs> he knew it all along. <laughs> He said it too jocularly. What does that mean? It means... For the layman. I think jovial, in a way. Okay. Uh, Right, team. uh, Get in touch with us at nothingbenefits at gmail.com. Also, we have a Buy Me a Coffee account. Uh, Nothing Benefits. Buy us a coffee. um, Buy us a treat. Or a smoothie. I don't drink coffee. Yeah, we'll... we'll, we'll, We'll divvy up the, the, the money that we make. And, It'll be good. Um, and hey, if you have... And you can hear us drinking that coffee next Ooh, time. yeah. <laughs> That's how Eric drinks coffee. <laughs> if you have questions for us... I would love your questions. Please give us some questions. I'm starting to run out of questions, actually. I have a lot. <laughs> I write them down every, every time I think of them. But it's, uh, it's been a joy and a treat. And this... Has been, been the benefits of nothing. Having we don't have I anything. I gave you we a don't chance to end it, man. Oh, I gave you a, a chance. Yeah, I've got nothing. Oh, this has been the benefits of having nothing. nothing.